I wonder if CNN and Fox News want to hire us. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet us at associates underscore pod. This is an associates. We are Nazis. We are associates. That's what we Hello and welcome to episode 25 of And Associates. I am one of your hosts, Preston Eberlin, along with... Your tried and true favorite host, Carson. We are here and we are recording the final episode. This is the season finale of And Associates for season one, folks. We made it. It's the final countdown. (laughs) Hopefully that's not copyrighted. Um, (laughs) Because that sounded exactly like it. Let's be clear. Uh, No, it's different. (laughs) It's a different... I added my own artistic flair. (laughs) Perfect. Well, yeah, so this is our final episode uh, of season one. And so... Uh, we'll just do what we always do and go right into corrections. Carson, what corrections did you have? Well, I actually have a few this week. And one <laughs> thing I want to say, I'm in the season on a good note here and say, like, obviously we joke. It's a joke when we say we're perfect and don't have any corrections. Um, we're, we're quite the opposite. We're imperfect. I'm speaking for you now. <laughs> well, just I've... like, you suck. You're not, <laughs> you're not perfect. I typically speak for uh, us. So I guess for this final episode, you, you can speak for us. <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. Um, no, but anyway, I think that the important thing is that we try to acknowledge our imperfections when we can or when we remember and not just that, but I think make meaningful corrections where we say something wrong or um, just something slips our mind or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I think it's important to be vulnerable in that way and mm-hmm. just say, like, look, we messed up. Um, so anyway, that said, a few things I, I want to say. I am, like, a little uh, remissed that we did not mention the death of Alex Trebek. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that was... That was... um, (laughs) The fact that it happened the same day that it was announced, it just... It was one of those things that, like, there was so much joy, and then that was announced, and it was like, oh, my heavens, (laughs) yes. But you're... Yeah. Yeah. And it was just such... There was just... There's, I mean, there's no real, like, excuse or anything, but there's truly just so much going on, and um, I think it was just one of those things that slipped our minds, mm-hmm. um, but Jeopardy has always been important to me mm-hmm. as someone who didn't really, like, grow up with cable. Um, it's, like, one of those shows that you can watch without having cable. <laughs> like, it's, like, streamed on the local news channel or whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyway, rest in peace, mm-hmm. Mr. Trebek. And then I also wanted to say, this is, it's been a few episodes ago, I think, but I mentioned using Marco Polo 
and talking to my friends from high school, and they all roasted me and the Marco Polo, like, after that episode, um, because they were like, are you talking about, like, a different friend group, or is it us? Um, (laughs) And I was like, obviously, it's you guys. Um, So, just to be more specific, shout out to Ricky, Colin, and Kelsey. Um, I love you guys. Um, And the fact that they just are always so uplifting and supportive, um, truly appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And then um, the only other thing is, I think we were talking about uh, President-elect Biden, mm-hmm. and we mentioned his stutter, mm-hmm. and um, at some point we said overcome, um, and we were talking about it like in terms of a disability, and I think it's important to not use the word overcome when you're speaking about a disability. So I just want to put that out there and say like, hey, look, we messed up. Sorry. (laughs) And we'll we'll try to do better next time. (laughs) But we probably won't because that's (laughs) what we do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, thank you so much, Carson, uh, for your corrections. And I will now go into mine because I have a couple. (laughs) Um, It would not be a uh, final episode without us bucking tradition and actually giving you all corrections and clarifications. <laughs> we just go through all the things we've ever done wrong in our lives. I'm like, well, I was born. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> March 3rd, 1998. <laughs> um But yeah, so in the last episode, I mentioned it was the Latinos' fault for Florida, for, for like the polling in Florida. And I think I said it like very nonchalantly and I tried to I think I tried to clarify it um tried to clarify it thereafter but I just want to I'm, I'm gonna try to further clarify it but also th- that just might make it worse <laughs> but um what I, what I meant to say or I guess just further elaborating is that when you're doing polling or surveying of uh people if you don't have a certain group or a certain number of people from a certain demographic then one or two or a very small number of people are then weighted or are then count basically for many more people. So I said like one Latino counts is like a hundred and that's what I meant by that. Um, and that's what I meant about the polling there in Florida, about a lot of those polls down there not having um, many uh, Latinos for their polls. And also it should be noted that um, Latinos are not a monolith, and uh, that was one of the reasons the polls down there were so drastic, not drastically different, but because Cuban Americans are different from Mexican Americans, are different from Puerto Ricans, are different from all the... So, anyway, that's that. And then my other note I wanted to talk about was the fact that last episode, um, our 24th full episode was also our 46th episode of season one which um just furthers the poetry of of (laughs) of life because i kept i I was really big in the to the poetry of um joe biden being uh announced as uh president-elect on the same day that he was elected or elected to the senate uh all those years ago and all those different things. So um, that was just a further little pin in the uh, poetry that was last week's episode. And 
um, Joe Biden's ensuing presidency. So with that, Carson, that was our longest introduction <laughs> yet because we had so much to clarify and correct. <laughs> but would you like a, to play us into the weekly wrangle? It's time for the weekly wrangle, and it's our last one of season one. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I loved it. Um, well, with that, Carson and I discussed, and we had so much to talk about last week that we were like, we talked about so much, and there were, then we started to talk after for a couple more um, minutes and hours and time. And we were like, oh, there's just so much more to discuss. And we were like, well, let's just do that for our final episode. So we're going to continue talking about the election. And um, just some notes about things that we have talked about, haven't talked about, um, and things that have been discussed. And I don't know, just a litany of different things. Uh, Carson, where, where do you want to start? Obviously, I want to start with the breaking news story about Champ and Major, (laughs) the the Biden's dogs. Um, There are going to be dogs in the White House again, and I'm so excited. I think dogs all over the world are excited. Molly told me she's thrilled. They feel so represented. Um, Exactly, and uh, especially Bunny the talking dog. I don't know if you've ever seen (laughs) that dog on tiktok she has like existential crises and she's really glad that she has government representation now i wish there were a cat in the white house maybe kamala will get a cat (laughs) it won't be in the white house but (laughs) we we write her a letter what if there was you just Um, wait in the white house and there's just a cat roaming around the whole like even the west wing like I mean, there probably is, right? I don't, not, I don't think so. <laughs> I just don't understand why there wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go check? <laughs> yes, and I think they'll let us in, honestly. Yes. We'll, we'll be, they'll be like, are you cred- credentialed? We'll be like, we're and associates. They're like, oh, well, go on through. <laughs> um, yeah. Cat invest. <laughs> it's okay. We're cat investigators. <laughs> uh... <laughs> We show them pictures of our cats. Um, Um, No, I think I think that's a big deal. And um, Champ or Major, which one's the rescue dog? I don't know which one, but one of them is a rescue dog, which is poetic. (laughs) Love it. Started from the bottom, now he's here. (laughs) He's like, well, not quite yet, but he was raised in the streets, and now he's in the White House. Get it, whichever one. Isn't that a that's an amazing journey, whichever one it is. That, that's champ, a, major, major champ, whichever one you are. I don't know if there was a sequel to a dog's journey, but this is certainly the the a sequel <gasps> to it. Wait, a dog's journey is that a dog movie that I haven't watched, or are you misnaming one of the movies that I have seen? Which one did you see? Well, there's. The Incredible Journey, and then there's A Dog's Purpose. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of A Dog's Purpose. (laughs) Wait. uh, Where where it's like the same soul of a dog. No, like different dog bodies. There's A Dog's Journey. Oh, oh. So it's it's the sequel to um, A Dog's Purpose. (laughs) 
Oh, really? I haven't seen it. Oh, my gosh. So this is a dog's journey. I know what I'm doing tonight. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love that. And you know what? You know the other animal I'd love to see in the White House? And you're not. This is is just going to blow your mind. What? A dolphin. (laughs) And let me explain why. (laughs) Because I'm so attached to the movie Dolphin Tale. And I was so inspired by it. And I love it so much. Um, and so I just, it just feels right to me. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) that's so funny. Um, and also I don't think a dolphin will ever be in the White House. I don't think there's a big enough water. Um, watch me bring a dolphin to the White House. (laughs) They're like, what, what, (laughs) why is there a giant, um, hole being built on the front lawn, sir or ma'am? And you'll be like, well, that's... <laughs> Did you just call me sir? <laughs> I said sir or ma'am. Because I don't know who they're talking to. <laughs> I don't know if they're talking to you, me, your secretary, your secretary of defense. I don't know. Um... <laughs> My secretary of defense. I have a secretary of animals. <laughs> secretary of furry... Um... For, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Secretary of Furries sounds much different. The Secretary of Furries. <laughs> and they're just like, um, I really don't think I'm qualified for dolphins. No. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> moving away from dogs, can we, ta- can we talk about where Baron's going to go? <laughs> yeah, where is he going? Is he okay? Tell him to blink twice if he needs help. The one thing I will say, that child, and he is a child, so I want to be careful what we say, but all I want to say is that he has grown so much. Like, he is as tall as his father, if not taller. If you have not seen... As children do. (laughs) But, like, okay, well, Trump is 6'2", so he's, like, my height, and um, Baron is easily, like, at least as tall as him now, and he's only, like, 13 or 14, um, which, like, I get, like, kids nowadays are basically, like, Baron's gonna, I think Baron's gonna be seven feet tall, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. That's amazing for him, because we elect people into positions of power based on their height. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Well, that's one reason George Washington wielded so much power. He was, like, six feet tall, and back then, because the average height was, like, 5'4", they were all looked up to him and were like, wow, he's a, he's a big man. <laughs> a regular shack, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they actually elected him because he was really good at basketball. <laughs> Little did you know that um, the colonial U.S. was one of the best basketball teams in the world. (laughs) That's actually what the Revolutionary (laughs) War was about. You know how, like, the Civil War wasn't about slavery and it was about, like, states' rights and all those things? That's actually what the Revolutionary War was about, too, was about a basketball game, not wanting our freedom, so. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I've just, I've never heard that perspective before, but that makes sense now. You're welcome. That's why I'm here. Just giving all the deets. <laughs> um, which, talking about past and the past, can we talk about concessions? No, not concession stands. Oh, bummer, because <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about food, and I was like, yeah! You were like, nachos with cheese. <laughs> um... 
just concessions in general. Um, yeah, tell me. Tell I know. I know you're gonna rip into this one, so let me hear it. I'm gonna rip into it. Uh, well, all I want to say is, I <laughs> was <laughs> like, what, like a like a bag. <laughs> um, I mean, the first concession speech I remember watching. Um, like, at the time, was Mitt Romney's in 2012. And the whole time I was just, like... At that time, I was just, like, elated that Obama had won again. And I remember being at a friend's house, and it was just just a nice um, experience. But um, Mitt Romney really, like, used his platform that he had um, to really, you know, try to unify the country. And then I watched Hillary's concession speech... Uh, in 2016 and um, I mean her concession speech was a little different because they didn't they she did not give her concession speech where typical concession speeches are given right she waited she gave herself a night and then gave it in the morning um, which was heavily criticized at the time by many um, uh Many conservative people. Yeah, because she's a woman. Well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But she also just, she, you know, she she said what needed to be said. Like, she wished President Trump, uh, President-elect Trump at that time, um, the best and the the, the best for the country. And then, you know, Obama had Trump over then about a couple days later to the White House to talk about um, you know, the presidency and whatnot. Um, it obviously wasn't something that I think Barack Obama or President Obama, President Barack Hussein Obama <laughs> wanted to do. Um, but um, it was something that he knew he needed to do for the good of the nation after a very divisive election in 2016 to make sure that um, we could come together. And it's just something that every... Uh, every outgoing president has done for every incoming president and you know or even not even outgoing presidents like in terms of concessions you look at the 2008 one that that has been circulating a lot with um john mccain's uh tamping down of people when when they started booing for then president-elect obama he then said no no i wish him well like do not do not boo him like he's now our commander-in-chief and I want the best for, you know, our nation as we all should. And the best uh, for our nation means we wish the best for our president. Um, Not saying that, you know, they're not going to fight and not saying that, like, you know, John McCain as a senator under uh, President Obama didn't didn't push uh, Obama towards things. But, um, yeah, so and then there's, you know, all the 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 letter that was circulating from George H W Bush to Bill Clinton that he left on his uh, on the in the on the resolute desk for him and I mean that was one where George H W had lost to Bill Clinton but still he graciously accepted um, defeat and I think right. it just it all culminates into what we're seeing now with President Trump. Uh, refusing to concede because, you know, they want to count all the legal votes. And I want to be clear, Carson, they want to count all the legal ones, <laughs> not all the illegal <laughs> ones that are, I don't know, where are they? Um, <laughs> but uh, so, and his refusing to concede, and even though uh, 
it, the, the, at this point, there's literally no way to, no, no, uh, you look at every single legal avenue that they've, uh, they being the Trump um, campaign has exhausted. And even if they were to win all their cases, it wouldn't get rid of the votes um, that have already been counted and, and cast. And I mean, yes, the votes aren't certified yet, but. They will be, um, and then when they will be, then Trump will, like, Trump Trump is going to lose, um, but I don't think he's going to, the, I think the most recent uh, reporting is basically that he will not, con, he will not concede, but he will uh, accept defeat, is, is what I've been reading, and, you know, there was reporting early on that Jared Kushner was pushing him to concede, and then um, Melania was pushing him to concede. My question, Carson, <laughs> is where the fuck is Tiffany? Because she's the one that's going to get it done. <laughs> I don't know if I said this on the po- <laughs> podcast last week, but I have a theory <laughs> that Tiff- Tiffany is the puppeteer behind all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Go with me on this. Um, okay, I'm with you. Okay, um, that's just my theory, is that Tiffany's the puppeteer. What do you have to say about concessions, now that I've just talked about them for the past 12 years? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I think what's important is the message that it sends to the country. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's, I mean, it's not surprising to me, and I don't know if very many people are surprised by what's going on because of the lack of leadership, lack of consistent messaging, lack of unity, lack of uh, courage and, you know, understanding of shame and vulnerability that we've seen over the last four years, Mm -hmm. that it just is, you know, I think this is, this is what we all saw coming. Mm -hmm. And so is it rude or unnecessary or you know going against tradition or whatever sure but that was <laughs> i mean what a way to end his pre- presidency cuz that's basically what all of it was anyway the destroying of democratic norms yeah yeah let's just destroy one more on the way out bye bye <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Uh, which, like, it's it, you're very right, though. Like, conceding is not something that's in the Constitution. Like, it's not, it's not something that you have to do. It's not something that, like, because it's not, it's not something that you're legally required to do. But it's something that is done to preserve um, Americans, Americans writ large, faith in the democratic system. And this is just one further way that Donald Trump is using his platform to delegitimize Joe Biden and delegitimize um, democracy. So yay, yay for us right. by democracy. Right. <laughs> well, the thing is too that the it's so interesting because. That's the story that this is like the story that he's telling himself. He's like he's in complete denial and, you know, has been since I don't know, November 3rd, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he's just, you know, said all oh, oh there's voter fraud, oh there's 
uh, illegal votes, you know, stop counting the votes, keep counting the votes. Um, uh, and, um, and I think, I guess that's part of it too, is like, we all have our own, um, perspective or perception of like reality, I guess. Mm-hmm. And his is so skewed. Right. <laughs> um, so I just, you know, I think someone, a couple people actually, some some younger high school students asked me, you know, is Trump going to concede? Is he going to transfer power peacefully? Um, and I was like, I would just say think about it in terms of like ever since he decided to run, this whole story surrounding him has been a circus basically and like so none of this is surprising what's going on it's a big media circus and everyone wants to make a big deal out of it and my thing is like i just you know ignore him pay him no attention he's like a toddler basically just like (laughs) (laughs) literally though and i think that gets into our next thing which is like shout out to um I mean, it's sad that this needs a shout out, but shout out to those Republican officials who have congratulated President uh, elect Biden and uh, Vice President elect Harris on their victory, um, which includes our dear governor, Governor DeWine. Um, He also today, um, he being Governor DeWine, stated that he thinks Trump should start to begin the transfer transition process to Biden. Um, so he actually took it a step further to, uh, rather than just congratulating. So, um, shout out to Govy DeWine. And, um, I do want right. to, Oh, sorry. I just, I want to shout out Rick Santorum. I mean, not like super positively. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be very clear. Things I thought you'd never <laughs> not, say. Not in a positive manner. Not, but just in an American, um, an American thank you. Not an American, like, hey, we're best friends, but just say, you know, a salute to him. Which was that during the CNN coverage, when they were talking about counties and, um, well, when the president was talking about voter fraud, Rick Santorum, who was a... Uh, Senator, U.S. Senator for Pennsylvania, broke down that, you know, Joe Biden, President-elect Biden, was leading in counties throughout the state of Pennsylvania. And he was leading by higher percentages in the rural, non-urban centers. And yes, he was leading um, in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and those, the counties that those contained, but... um, the percentages that he was leading by weren't as high. And those high urban populations were the ones that, you know, president Trump and his legal team were targeting. So anyway, shout out to Rick Santorum for bringing or attempting to bring, um, not just, you know, um, some sanity, but, um, bringing numbers in terms of, um, his perspective from Pennsylvania to, to the CNN audience which he's paid to do mm-hmm. but you know it's also <laughs> the entire election season rick santorum on cnn has been oh god um but you know what 
<laughs> at least he... I wonder if CNN and Fox News want to hire us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tweet us, at associates underscore pod. Uh, <laughs> We're available. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to buy me a gym membership, though. That's that's one of the perks. <laughs> They're like, we have... They probably have one in their building. Um, but anyway, yeah, so... Uh, that's all I really want to get in with Trump conspiracies and stuff because I, I'm done talking about him. Let's talk about, oh my God. Oh, wait. Uh, I have to talk about Bush. (laughs) I'm so immature. (laughs) I hate myself. Not that kind of Bush. Um, or do you want to talk about Bush? (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Uh, what do you have to say? I just want to shout out um, George W., who has been getting because look when you compare awful with horrendously awful and undemocratic and <laughs> destroying democracy. Yeah. Yes, awful is going to look mm-hmm. better, right? <laughs> like it's all a perspective thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so George W. has been getting like his favorable numbers have been relatively high but let's not forget like who caused the fine well okay he didn't personally cause the financial crisis but um well anyway we we won't get into all that or the wars or (laughs) any of that stuff but what i do want to do is just thank him for calling and then writing out a very thoughtful um statement about calling um joe and kamala uh, and congratulating them. Shout out to, shout out to that old Texas, Texas governor. Um, I, you know, George W. He's one of those presidents that I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure this is what you wanted, or is this just something like you did to tr- make your daddy happy? <laughs> That's one hundred percent it. First of all. And, but second of all, it's one of those things that like infuriates me because imagine if Hillary Clinton was anything like him, mm-hmm. like remotely, she's the most qualified, <laughs> put together, intelligent, well-spoken, articulate, just everything. And they still ripped her to shreds. Yep. Yep. Which actually, that's a good transition because I wanted to talk about some of the um, cabinet appointments. Now, I realize that this is not on our agenda, but I just wanted to talk about it real quick <laughs> because you brought up Hillary Clinton. And um, mm-hmm. so no cabinet posts have been announced, but there is talk that Hillary um, might be being offered. I shouldn't call her Hillary. Clinton might be offered uh, <laughs> Hill. Hill, Hill Dog uh, might be offered UN ambassador and honestly I don't hate it Ooh. I don't hate that for her you know as yeah. a former secretary of state technically okay, yeah, I, I would I would probably like I mean it's definitely a step down because you're like in terms of line of succession for president you know um, right. secretary of state is up there but I think for her... Number three, right? Uh, four. So it goes vice president, house... Uh, oh, yeah, three. So yeah. glad that that's where Mike Pompeo is in the line. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Which Mike... Oh, God. I'm sure you saw what he said. Our succession. Like, it's like... 
it just goes from like bad to worse because it goes djt <laughs> to pins <laughs> to mike pompeo well, no no the third one would be um pelosi no <laughs> yeah that's not any better okay no i was right secretary of state is fourth because it goes vice president, speaker, yeah, of, the speaker house, of the house, then yeah. president po- pro tem, which would be Chuck Grassley. And then Ugh. secretary of state. That's awful. <laughs> right? He would literally just die. What's What's crazier to me is that the secretary of the treasury is above the secretary of defense, which I, I guarantee. <laughs> I don't know why that. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Some people have been. Okay, let's get back to cabinet appointments, though. <laughs> oh, no, I have I have nothing else to say other than um, I just think Hillary would be great for you, an ambassador. So you're welcome, Hillary, for that endorsement. Yes, I will work for you <laughs> if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree. I'll second that. I'll also endorse. Okay, we have a second. Um, so the, quest- or the uh, motion <laughs> is on the floor for discussion. Motion has passed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying that, though. Motion is on the floor for discussion. When people um, discuss things before um, voting on it, and I'm just like, do you understand how it's supposed to work? No, people don't. What are you doing? And I Some of the nonprofit boards that I'm on, God love them. But every time they vote on a... Th- I'm like, we are not following the Robert's Rules of Order, which is what... Robert is angry! Robert is very angry. Um... And sometimes they're like, does anyone have any issues with the minutes? No. And then they're like, okay, I need a, I need a motion and I need a second. Okay. looks like the minutes are good. And I'm like, we haven't approved them. All there was, was a motion to approve them. Anyway, that is not important. Um, is Barack going to come over for a sleepover? I think yes, because I'm pretty sure that there's a trundle bed in the white house. (laughs) <laughs> what if they get bunk beds? <laughs> if anybody would, it would be Joe and Barry, yeah. right? I, I, I would I would think, I guarantee you, though, Joe would want to be on the top bunk. I was just going to say the opposite. Joe's definitely a bottom bunker, and Barry and his, like, spry soul, he's going to jump up on top. <laughs> See, I thought because Barry's a little more grounded, so he would want to stay close to the ground. But I can see that. I get it. Interesting. I do. Th- well, now, now I feel like we need to have him on as guests to <laughs> ask yeah. him that question. Okay. President Obama and President-elect uh, Biden, if you would like to come on and associates, please reach out to us at, at associates underscore pod on Twitter. <laughs> Tweet at us. <laughs> Can't we give them our business email or something? Sure, it's and associates at gmail.com. No, it's and associates podcast at gmail.com. Fuck it. Um, oh no. Reach out to us. We love you. Um, but okay, yeah. No, I do. I do think it's important to know. I think as of like once Biden gets in. Uh, President Obama will will purposefully take a very large step back from the public to allow Biden mm-hmm. the room to do what he needs to do, um, because yeah. be, because you know Obama is very well. The first hundred days are big. Yes, exactly, and 
I, I, I think we will see very little of President Obama in that time. And it, it'll be very purposeful and meaningful. Sure. Um, that is unless, I, I should qualify this, that is unless Trump starts doing things and like attacking immediately, um, then I could see Barack, <laughs> Barack, <laughs> I could see Barry like going out and um, to defend Biden immediately as well kind of as like a counterbalance so that Biden can continue the work that he wants to get done in his administration. Well, and see, I foresee Donald and President Obama going to Mar-a-Lago together. Yes. So Playing golf. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, For 100 days, actually. (laughs) Barack's like... Hey, I want I wanna um I run a rent out a room at one of your hotels and <laughs> Donnie's like oh thank God because I no longer have the U.S. government to rent out all my rooms. <laughs> you know what I just thought of? I have um <laughs> I have I'm not even gonna comment on that. I hate the idea of capitalism and never want to be like rich or whatever. Hashtag eat the rich. <laughs> but um I really would love to become rich just to be able to pay and like force this scenario to happen here's what i want to see i want to see president obama dunk on djt <laughs> i feel like that would be that would make my life complete oh it'd be so perfect oh yeah i don't know how you would pay for that though <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'll email bill gates and be like how do you make things happen with money? <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just, I, I'm also so excited for Vice President-elect Kamala Harris to step in and take an mm-hmm. outsized role. I do think she will take a very similar role to um, Vice President Biden uh for, like his, his or like when Biden was vice president in terms of advising i think she will have a true advising position rather than you know just a ceremonial hi i'm the vp mm-hmm. um yeah i i do wonder what policy items he's specifically going to give her to work on um any any probably cri- criminal justice that makes the most sense right as a former attorney general and prosecutor. Thinking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. And and I am, I mean, the the women all around, I'm, I'm stoked, I'm excited. So um, his wife, Joe's wife, Jill, she is a doctor, right? Doctor? Yeah. Biden? Yeah. Okay. And um, just... One, she's going to keep her job, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. which is awesome. Like, I'm, I'm so excited for that. Um, women can have it all. And then um, just the fact that she is so passionate about education. Like, I think one of the keys to turning our nation around is education. Mm-hmm. And I think that this could be huge for us um so i have a lot of a lot of hope high hope for this um and i hope that she has a strong agenda for that yeah and i i mean i 
I I think she will. I, I she's she is a highly educated um, person, and um, mm-hmm. I mean uh, to have a a, a doctoral degree um, in education. I believe, yeah, it's an educational doctoral degree. Um, mm-hmm. she, uh, she, she, just to have an educator in the White House is, is going to be right. uh, very nice. I mean, she, 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 she was also, she was also a very good second lady when she was second lady. So I'm just, I'm excited to see her as first lady and what she, what she, what she and Doug can get done. We'll see what she has Doug work <laughs> on. She's like, Hey, Doug, honey, Doug, Doug, <laughs> yo, second dude, get over here. I got something for you to do. And then she'll just. I am not in love with quote unquote second dude. <laughs> what, what are we going? BBC posting quote second dude and calling him that like seriously. <laughs> I wonder what. Um, I don't know. I just. I don't know what Doug's gonna do. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I know nothing about Doug. I literally know nothing about Doug. Him. Well, Doug was a lawyer. Right? I, I just said I know nothing about him. Don't ask me a question. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he has two uh, two children. And I am fairly certain that at least one of them is uh, TikTok famous. Or <laughs> mildly TikTok famous. <laughs> that's, that's about all I've got. <laughs> um, you are right. He is a lawyer. <laughs> It, it, I do not see anything about TikTok on the Wikipedia page, however. Um, so that is unconfirmed. Okay, I love this. This is so random, but I love the crossover TikTok and Wikipedia because I had this very random thought the other day. Remember when we were in high school and our teachers were like, don't ever quote Wikipedia. It's not a reliable source. Yes. Um, I feel like teachers now are saying or should be saying don't ever quote tiktok it's not a reliable source but it's so funny because i hear people all the time say like i saw this thing on tiktok and i'm people i'm people i say that all the time i'm like yeah i saw this like really cool story on tiktok that said if you do this then this will happen yeah um so check your sources kids no for sure because literally today when what because i was on tiktok because you know way up with the youths (laughs) I was on TikTok and there was someone showing a fake, <laughs> it wasn't a real um, newsreel of a um, a blacked out, I've, I'm sure you've seen this, of Laura Ingram on um, Fox News. I think it's Laura Ingram. Anyway, Laura Graham, I, whatever. She was talking to um, a poll worker who was talking about voter fraud, but like it was clearly Donald Trump. And, like, people were like, oh, I wonder who that is. But, like, that was fake. That wasn't real. But, like, it was on TikTok like it was real. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. Was it... So, people are getting really good at deep fakes, too, which is making the world confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this one wasn't... Like, this was just because it was a, a, a split screen. They just got rid of one of the split screens and just put in their own, like, audio and visual. Um, yeah. I don't know I who they that. is, though. But anyway, yeah, that is all to just say that, yes, do not fucking quote TikTok. <laughs> However, Wikipedia at this point, 
I mean, yeah, don't quote it. But everything, for the most part, it's on Wikipedia. Yeah, Miss Herb Gentilly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like most things have uh, sources that you can confirm on Wikipedia, and honestly, like I would never use it for in-depth research or reporting. But it is a very good, you know, like I could check um, what the fuck Doug's mm-hmm. history was. <laughs> Although I will say. I know someone who gets on Rob Portman's uh, page at least once a month and calls him, like, a spineless, pathetic something. <laughs> I don't know. And just, like, edits his page. And so so there is that in the world. Yeah, <laughs> like, that exists. But then it gets corrected. I think, cor- correct. But I think it's, <laughs> this brings up one of the things that we wanted to talk about um, <laughs> is just generally <laughs> critical thinking. Yes. Um, I think it's so important just to question things and think about why you have preconceived notions or ideas in your mind already and, and what you have those about and, and thinking critically about subjects because it's really easy to have a, a biased opinion and it's really easy to not be aware of that. And I fall susceptible to that all the time, I think. Um, so I try to challenge myself to think critically. And I don't know. I, I think that's something that maybe, uh, excuse me, Dr. Jill Biden, um, you <laughs> might want to put this in the education curriculum. Make sure kids know how to think critically. You're you're welcome. You can credit and associates with that. <laughs> you can send the check to at associates underscore pod. <laughs> we have a Venmo. We set up a Venmo. Um, but no, you're you're so right, Carson. I mean, we were we were having a conversation. When was that? Yesterday. Was that yesterday? <laughs> I don't know. We're literally in... Con- Here's what the people need to know. We're in communication all the time. We just record ourselves about once a week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Even when we're not in communication, I'm sending Carson and she's sending me TikTok videos, um, which like most of mine at this point come <laughs> late at night because I'll just be scrolling at night and like <laughs> watching. And as I see one, I'm like, she needs to see this one and this one and this one and this one. Um, but yeah, no, in terms of critical thinking, I mean, we were having a conversation at some point this past week when Carson said something, I had an initial reaction to it and immediately started going in. And then we talked about it and talked through it. And I was like, oh, I completely disregarded um, all these different perspectives and facts and attitudes and just different things that needed to be examined in terms of, you know, going through those critical thinking processes. And so Carson and I discussed that at some point in season two, we're going to um, have an episode on critical we're gonna, thinking. We're going to teach you guys how to think critically. <laughs> yeah. So you're welcome. You're welcome. Joe. Hey, Jill. Jill, at this point, you might be um, in office uh, as the first lady of the United States rather than the first lady elect of the United States, which is not a position, <laughs> but I've just made it one. <laughs> yes, you can hire us to be your uh, critical thinking czars. Um, we are very cheap 
All we need is a nice cost of living. We will stay in Columbus. We do not need to travel. Uh, we can work virtually. Can I get a hot tub? <laughs> As, <laughs> if we can just borrow Air Force One like once a month. Not even. What, once every two months. We would be happy. Yeah, Thank okay. you. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> I agree in those terms. <laughs> so Carson agrees. I agree. All of Anne Associates agrees. We will get uh, Molly. And unless we hear back from you otherwise by January 20th of 2021, we're assuming you agree. And this contract is binding. Legally. She's basically a lawyer, Carson is. So. Ah, no, don't, don't say that. No. I tell you what, why don't you ask Doug if this is legally binding? Because as we found out, he is a lawyer. According to Wikipedia, yeah. so who knows? So, Doug, if you could write that down. So, okay, Jill, don't listen to this part. This part's only for Doug. Hey, Doug, if you could write up a contract and get the first lady to sign that, that'd be great. I love that we're only talking to the spouses now. We've completely set aside (laughs) Joe and Kamala. They're just over there working. Well, they're busy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that for us. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so anyway... You're welcome. We will be presenting an episode on critical <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Okay. Um, oh, I have Corona. I have to. It's I, happening. I, I feel like I have to mention because we didn't talk about it uh, last week or the last episode is SNL. Oh my God. So we have. Four, we have a guaranteed four years, I think probably, of Jim Carrey and Maya Rudolph. And I am so excited. And the fact that they pulled out that white power suit mere hours after the speech. <laughs> they, amazing. Well, they got lucky because the fucking football game, the Clemson-Notre Dame football game, decided to go into two overtimes. So they had an extra 30 minutes to come up with the suit. So you're welcome, SNL. You can thank Notre Dame and Clemson for that. (sighs) Jesus. I watched football for a good 30 minutes and I didn't even plan on it. Not that I ever plan on watching football. (laughs) I started talking about that game (laughs) in the presence of my brothers and they were like, why the fuck were you watching that game? And I was like, (laughs) I was forced to. You know, because SNL. Yeah. No, it's... It's going to be um, exciting. And I don't know if you saw Alec Baldwin's um, comments, but he was like, I've never been excited to be fired from a job as much as I (laughs) And uh, who did the cold open? It was Dave Chappelle. Or not the cold open, sorry. The hosting, yeah. And he was the host uh, right after the 2016 election, too. Oh, I didn't know that. He did a... He did a fantastic job, though. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really... I don't... I feel like not very many people were talking about it, but I thought it was really good. Yeah. Well, it was... They got... Honestly, they picked the right person... uh, Well, they picked the right person at the end of 2016 election, too. But in terms of the way that the election week turned out, that they didn't find out until Saturday morning who the actual person was. Even though, like, again, we talked about this in the last episode, but you kind of knew. But 
in terms of allowing Dave Chappelle, because his monologue, his opening monologue was like 15 minutes, which opening monologue is typically like five to seven minutes. And mm-hmm. I think what they, they did was like, we're not going to, because I was like looking to see how many like skits and stuff they were going to do, but they didn't do a whole lot. And I think that was because they were like, we'll just let Dave Chappelle just like take a quarter of the time with his mm-hmm. monologue because we know he'll do well. And like he, yeah. he did well and crushed it. Like, he For sure. he did what needed to be done, you know. Yeah, I loved it. No, n- just no comment. Like I don't want to ruin it with my comment. If you haven't yeah. seen that episode of SNL or at least that monologue, like would encourage you to watch it. Yeah. Oh my heavens! Um, I don't know, Carson. Do you want to say anything else about election twenty twenty? Um, I don't think so i'm good i mean i'm sure we'll talk about it like in season two (laughs) perfect and we have on here about election 2024 and i think i asked that we put that on and i don't know i do you want to say anything about 2024 yeah i'm ready for alexandria ocasio cortez and kamala harris i'm ready for that ticket i'm here I'm ready. I'm going to start campaigning now. Um, <laughs> AOC, Kamala, call me. <laughs> you have, you, uh, you're welcome, AOC and Kamala. We have already, well, we, at least half of and associates have started planning your campaign. I can't commit yet. I, I need to see the full slate. Um, that's all, this is all presuming that Joe Biden does not run again, which. Right. And I don't think he will. It, it's toss up. He might, you know, he might, he might really, he might de-age in the job. He might pull a Benjamin Button. <laughs> Benjamin Button. I, I, age aside, like I think that this is his, this is his end on a high note moment. Yeah. And so, that's. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. We'll see. Get it done, Joe. Um, build back better. Build back better. Love that. Um, you want to do a quick walking and talking section? Sure. What you got going on? Um, I've been watching Designated Survivor, uh, which I had watched when it That's started sad. watching and coming out. So do you know what the Designated Survivor is, Carson? Not at all. So you know how, like, during the State of the Union, the president is giving his address and, or her address, but for the foreseeable for the foreseeable future it's hid uh, <laughs> four years okay that's it and then the next 200 years is female all female and don't even don't even bulk about that because we've had to deal with it uh, how about our 200 how about an how, how about it. a non-binary person That, okay. or, is, or is that 200 years after women? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. But you know what? Because of because of the way that women's suffrage went, I think I'd rather be on the side of inclusivity. Oh, okay. Well, you know, where white it was just like for white women in the 1920s. <laughs> uh, classic white women. Um, but no, so designated survivor, that is the um, person in the line of succession. Speaking of line of succession who during the uh, State of the Union address is at an away site in case, like, something happens at Congress yeah, and kills yeah. everyone. So Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. Okay, I've seen this show. Okay, yeah. So it's Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that's my favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I was just watching it too. Anyway, so I had watched it um, at when it started coming out, but like I hadn't watched it since, and there's like three seasons, and so I just restarted watching it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's definitely not on par with like West Wing, which is like my favorite show mm-hmm. of all time, but it's definitely a very good idealistic show. Um, right. And uh, <laughs> and I don't want to at all compare it to where we are now, but um, Kiefer Sutherland's character is um, like he he's supposed to be like an independent, so he like can build consensus and stuff, and he just works to you know after all of government is destroyed, like it's, he's there trying to put back the pieces with um, everything going on. So anyway. I just um, spoke to me in in our current time, and um, I've been watching some other stuff and stuff, but that's just the one that I wanted to bring up. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I should also mention that I'm excited um, for President Obama's book, which comes out on Tuesday. So, a promised Yay! land. A land of promises. <laughs> um. <laughs> Carson, do you have anything you want to talk about in Walking and Talking? Or? Yeah, I want to share literally just like a funny meme that I saw. And it said, I'm done um, arguing with people who Harriet would have shot. <laughs> the truth, though. <laughs> and I just died. Like, I lost it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. The truth. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that so much. Um, thank you for sharing that so much. You're welcome. Um, can we go to Yes, Bitch, where you're going to talk about our nonprofit, and then we're going to just give our final thoughts for the um, for season one of Ann Associates. <laughs> <laughs> for the season, yes. Okay, so um, we're just we're we're highlighting again fair fight. Um, and I think that because it's such an important organization, especially right now, that we wanted to mm. bring the spotlight to it for a second week in a row. And just also, I think that there's a lot that black women do that goes unrecognized and un- they're underappreciated. So um, just wanted to bring that to the attention of our all of our very very valuable listeners (laughs) so (laughs) fair fight the description is from illegal voter purges to hundreds of poll closures to four-hour lines georgia voters have faced a sophisticated but hauntingly familiar attack on their right to vote hundreds of thousands of voters were affected by poor election management and systematic voter suppression crippling georgia's democracy and again, this is Stacey Abrams' um, nonprofit. So thank you, Carson, so much um, for sharing that. I I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> I'm just like sad. I know. So. Folks, this is our final full episode. We do have one more episode, one more little conversation coming at you. Um, both this Thursday, but then also next Thursday, which is Thanksgiving. 
So on Thanksgiving, you can play us for your families who you should not be seeing in person. Um, uh, sorry, that was so aggressive. Um, sorry, I've been seeing a lot of Facebook posts where like, before you cancel that Thanksgiving or that holiday meal, this might be your last year with one of those family members. And I'm like, or you could make it your yeah, last meal. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I've, it's funny the things that you see and then the things that I see because I've been seeing a lot of um, this year is a good year to talk about the original Thanksgiving where we <laughs> s- spread disease to people. <laughs> We're just... <laughs> Oh, I love that. Um, well, Carson, I don't. All I all I want to say is thank you to anyone and everyone who's listened to one episode, all the episodes. Um, we don't really do this for you, but <laughs> <laughs> I I think um, I I definitely can say that it's nice to know that at least someone is listening to Carson and I talk uh, about all the random things we talk about. Um, I know I have a great time every week talking with Carson um, and and recording it <laughs> for this podcast. And uh, it has been a journey like none other. And I have um, had a great first season and I'm excited for season two. And I will say thank you from the bottom of my heart to all of you who spend a portion of your journey with us. I know that your time is valuable and we really appreciate that you're willing to spend time with us and we love that for you and for (laughs) us. (laughs) But it has been both exciting and fun and a form of self-care really for me Mm -hmm. to just talk to Preston um, about these things and also really humbling to get a lot of responses from a lot of friends through different periods of my life. I have people from undergrad who listen, people from my childhood who listen, um, you know, neighborhood friends that I used to play with like as a kid, backyard football and things like that, and people who disagree with literally everything that we say um thank you guys for listening Mm -hmm. and i just hope to see you guys and well not see you guys but i hope you come back in season two and thanks for listening yeah thank you all so much and you know i think the only appropriate thing to do is to remind you to subscribe rate and review us on the apple podcast (laughs) haven't already um we are at associates underscore pod on twitter um we see you next year bye now bye bye